Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. We want to continue our series of podcasts called Dealing with the Coronavirus. It is week nine since we've been on lockdown here in the United States, at least our part of the United States. And so we're continuing to think about this pandemic and talk about it and what it's going to look like when we reopen, things like that. But we're still here on lockdown and so it has me thinking about this past Sunday sermon when we talked about rising above the waves and we spoke on the children of Israel and sort of a sad story about how at one moment of life, God separated the Red Sea, they walked through on dry ground and in Exodus chapter 15, they're spending the entire chapter praising the Lord for how good he is and how great he's been to them. And only in one chapter later, in chapter 16, they get hungry and thirsty and they, and they start questioning God, his very existence, his very nature, the fact that he loves them at all, and possibly that he brought them into the wilderness to kill them. One of the really shocking stories that I've heard in all of scripture, but as I mentioned on Sunday, I think we're all capable of treating the Lord that way if we don't remember, if we don't constantly live in thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. And I think that's why he told us to rejoice always. Again, I will say rejoice. And in Colossians, he tells us to abound in thanksgiving. Because when we thank the Lord, when we praise the Lord, we're also remembering what he's done for us. And the children of Israel, they had a lot of vices, but one of the biggest vices they had is they forgot. They forgot what the Lord had done for them by getting them out of Egypt, protecting them from the 10 plagues, getting them through the Red Sea. And because they forgot, they started to murmur and complain. When the next hard thing came, they didn't remember how great God had been, how powerful and mighty and loving he had been towards them. And it's really shocking. And they started to question every single wave and ripple of life, wondering if that wave and ripple was going to be the one that killed them. And I want to continue thinking about this because we're still in this pandemic and this pandemic is not only big and scary, but it came out of nowhere and none of us were ready for it, myself included. I didn't really know how to act in the midst of this. I've never dealt with something this big. I told my wife that I lived through 9-11, as most of us did, but 9-11 seemed like an isolated event because it was on one day and it lasted and it rippled for many weeks and months after that, but this pandemic is worldwide and it just keeps happening day after day, week after week. And it's very new. And even though we've been in this nine weeks, it still feels feels like I don't have a game plan for how to act in this. And that's why we want to talk about this today. And we want to talk about this idea of being ready. Being ready because scripture teaches us to be ready. And we're going to look at a couple passages where we need to understand the fact that we need to be ready. And I don't know if we've been ready in the midst of this pandemic. Again, myself included, I don't know if I've been ready to handle this as a pastor, as just a Christian. But I want us to be ready. I want us to be ready, not just for the pandemic, but I want us to be ready for whatever life throws at us and not act like atheists. The next time a wave or a ripple, or as we're going to call it today, a trial comes at our lives. And so we're going to talk about being ready, or we're going to look at this idea of what it means to take on the waves, because that's what we talked about this past Sunday is rising above the waves of life and we want to take on the waves. We don't want to just let the waves hit us and we act how we act whenever a trial comes. No, we want to be ready for them. And that's the idea of today, being ready for the waves of life, for the trials of life when they come. I've noticed there's a few things I do when I'm surprised. When I'm surprised and not ready for certain things in my life, I act very according to nature, according to 
how I really am. And if I don't have a plan, if I haven't been looking out for something, then some things can surprise me. Here's a for instance of that. Uh, when I'm scared, I don't know if I get scared a lot, but I do get scared from time to time. And I'm ashamed to say this, but when I'm scared and I wasn't ready for that thing to come into my life, uh, sometimes I'll jump. It could be a bug. It could be seeing some kind of thing in the dark. Um, I remember one time I went to the grocery store and when I got out of my car, in the car next to me was a mannequin staring out the window directly at me. And I wasn't ready for that. I didn't plan to see a mannequin that day. So when I looked out at the mannequin, I, I yelped. And I was very surprised and very scared in a moment because I didn't plan to see something scary. And if you don't plan to see something scary, you act how you act. And it's kind of shameful and you're glad there's not cameras rolling when that happens. But uh, if something's funny and I didn't foresee it being that funny, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but if something's really funny, like really catches me off guard, I might spit my drink out, right? Or I might snort or do something really embarrassing because I didn't expect it to be that funny. I have kind of a, a rehearsed laugh if I'm ready to laugh, you know, if I'm expecting to laugh, if someone's trying to tell me a joke, I have a laugh that I give you that's very proper. But if something really catches me off guard and I laugh, it's it's kind of awkward. <laughs> and so that's another instance. How about when I'm angry? Sad to say, too, that sometimes when I'm angry and I don't expect something to happen, that makes me angry. I'll yell. I'll raise my voice. And I've done that with my children and I'm sure with my wife at times. That's really shameful to admit. But if I'm angry and I'm not prepared for that thing, then I act in the heat of the moment. Uh, if I don't see something... Maybe you guys have done this before too. If you don't see something and it just sort of pops into your field of vision, you, maybe you're just walking in your house and I have six kids, so sometimes they just jump out of corners and I don't expect to see them. And sometimes they'll jump in my way and I didn't see them there and I'll drop something I was holding. Or sometimes I'm driving and I didn't expect a car to come out and drive into my lane or something like that and then I'll swerve the car too far because I didn't expect it. Uh, in periods of my life with something's been too hard and I didn't expect it to be that hard, sadly, shameful again, I quit because I didn't expect it to be that hard. So I didn't plan on that. So I'm not ready for it. I'm going to I'm going to quit. Or how about the pandemic that we're dealing with right now? This pandemic is weird and big and it's also unexpected. You know, it came out of nowhere. And I told you before in a few podcasts before that this pandemic happened and everybody was talking about shortages with toilet paper and hand sanitizer. And I found myself kind of going with the crowd and just sort of hoarding things and panic buying and panic shopping things that I didn't really need that many things of. But I, I decided I, I better get them now because what if they're gone in two weeks? And I never dealt with a pandemic before. I never dealt with shortages of things. So I, I didn't know how to act. And it, I, I guess maybe you could say that's justifiable, but, but it's not really. Um, how about if I just don't have my bearings of something? If I don't have my bearings for whatever is happening, um, I just kind of act and anything goes according to whatever I'm dealing with. And I'll give you an instance of this. Uh, the other day, we took our garbage cans out for the trash day and it was a really crazy windy day. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was only like a week ago. It was really windy. And so I took my garbage cans out and I had to bring them back in because even the garbage cans full of garbage tipped right over. That's how powerful the wind was. And we have sort of a sloped driveway, so I just wasn't going to be able to leave them up there all night so the garbage guys could get them in the morning. Anyways, I eventually took them out, or my wife took them out actually in the morning, and I went to go get the cans later on because the wind 
was blowing these cans all over creation and I didn't want them to blow down the street. So real early in the morning and I was still in my pajamas and slippers. <laughs> I went out first thing because the garbage guys had come and the cans were out there. They were empty. The wind was really strong and I didn't want them to blow down the road. So I went out to get them. And as I went out there, I don't have my bearings. I literally just woke up. And so I'm in my slippers, I'm in my jammies. I just expect to get the cans, bring them in. And as soon as I do that, I walk out there. There's some guy walking down the road, walking his dog. And I'm like, well, whatever, you know, I'm not usually concerned by that, but I, I happened to recognize him and he recognized me. And it was somebody that I knew from college. And so suddenly I'm in a conversation with this guy that I didn't expect to have. I'm in my jammies, I'm in my slippers. I don't look like I should be out in public. And suddenly I'm having a conversation with a guy that I haven't seen in like 15 years. And I didn't have my bearings and it was kind of an awkward conversation because I didn't, I didn't expect it. I was just waking up. I didn't know what to ask him. I didn't know how to answer a couple of questions he gave me. And it just kind of a fumbling, awkward conversation. Um, the other day, my wife left her phone on the car and actually she drove away with the phone on the car and the phone fell off the car and we had to go find it. And that's just kind of how life is. If you don't have your bearings, then you act how you act. Well, here's another one. Trials. When trials come into our lives, oftentimes we aren't ready for those trials and, and therefore we do things that we don't want to do. We worry, we doubt, we fear, we get angry. If we were honest, when trials come into our lives and we're, we're not ready for those trials, we act in a shameful way. And it's easy to look at the Israelites in Exodus and go, really guys, how could you do that? How could you forget what the Lord had done for you? How could you suddenly have to go a couple days without food and you're, you're getting hungry and you're to the point where you're questioning if God loves you or the fact that he brought you out into the wilderness to kill you, really? And I've, I've done that by looking at that story going, man, come on, guys, you're better than this. And it doesn't take me long before I realize, man, I act like that sometimes. And I think the problem is, is because I'm not ready. I'm not ready for trials. And, and that's a problem because the Lord told us to be ready. There's a passage in 1 Peter chapter 4 that I'm sure you're familiar with, but I just want to read you what it says in verse 12. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Do you notice that? Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Man, Peter is speaking right to my heart right there because that's exactly how I act many times when trials come into my life going, what is this? Why does this hurt? Where did this come from? Where did this pandemic come from? I'm not ready for this. Ouch. Or God, what are you doing? Or God, do you love me? And I start questioning the, the entire foundation of my faith that I've had for several years going, man, I, I didn't expect this. And Peter's going, man, you should expect it. I'm telling you right now to expect it because the Christian life is full of wines and curves and, and thorns and thistles. You should be ready for it. And he's saying, don't be surprised when the fiery trial comes upon you because these things are here to test you. And you have to be tested so that you get stronger. Because by going through trials, it strengthens your faith. It makes you stronger. And you start depending upon God more. You start trusting in him more. You start becoming more faithful, more obedient, more ready to do hard things. 
But he says, don't be surprised when the fiery trial comes upon you. And if you would take that passage and apply it to the children of Israel back when they were dealing with hunger pains and not having food as readily available as they had expected, they would have been ready for that. And they, they would have said, okay, you know, we're ready for this. God told us to expect trials. Here's one right now. We don't have to panic. We don't have to freak out. This was here to test us. This was here to shape us. This was here to make us more like our God. But they didn't. They were surprised by that. And these guys had already dealt with big surprises like a Red Sea being split in two so they could walk on dry ground and going through 10 plagues that they didn't expect to see. But still in the wilderness, they didn't expect to get hungry. They didn't expect to have to go through any pain and suffering. And because they didn't, they acted according to their nature. Not according to Christ, not according to how God taught them. They acted according to the nature. Listen to another passage from Luke chapter 9 where Jesus tells people who want to follow him to be careful before they say yes. Listen to what he says in Luke 9 verse 57. It says that as they were going along the road, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, he said, follow me. But the man said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to them, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. I've often been perplexed by this passage because if I was trying to gain followers and someone came up to me and said, I'll follow you. Hey, I'll, I'll go wherever you go. I'd be like, great. That's what I'm looking for. I would love a follower. Come on board, buddy. And I do everything possible to encourage him in that endeavor. But it doesn't seem like Jesus is doing that here in this passage. It almost sounds like he's talking these people out of it. And I know that's not the case. I know what he's actually doing is he's, he's preparing them for the Christian life. And he's saying to them, listen, I don't want you to be disillusioned. If you really want to follow me, you might have a life similar to mine where I don't have a home. I don't have a bed. I don't have a place to lay my head. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to leave worldly affairs be and just come right now and follow me wherever, whenever, how long ever? Um, person who wants to follow me, are you ready to put your hand to the plow and not look back? Because if you look back to the world and look back to your old life, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. And I'm not looking for part-time followers. I'm not looking for half-time followers. And therefore, I want you to be ready. So I do want followers. I do want your devotion. But I got to have all of you. I got to have you prepared. I got to know that you're going to be ready to handle the thorns and thistles of life. And if you're not ready for that, it's best you don't come with me right now. Because as soon as those things come, you're going to abandon me. You're going to go back to the world. And I don't want that. I want you with me for the rest of of your life. And the only way you're going to do that is if you're ready right now. And yes, that doesn't mean you have to sort of think about every possible scenario of life. It's not what he's asking us to do. What he's saying is, are you ready for hard things? Are you ready for waves? Are you ready for trials to come at you? Because they're going to. I'm telling you right now, if you follow me, my life is full of thorns and thistles. And if you follow me, yours is too. Waves will come upon you. Trials will hit you. They're going there to shape you. They're going there to make you something you're not yet. But they're going to be hard. And I want you to know right now, 
to expect these things. Because if you come along and the trial hits you and you're not ready, you're going to be scared, you're going to get angry, and you're possibly going to quit and you're going to abandon the Lord. And if I want you to come with me, I want you full time. I don't want you part time. I don't want you fickle. And the children of Israel, they were fickle. They loved the Lord. They praised the Lord in chapter 15 of Exodus because of what he had done for them in the Red Sea. And the next chapter, they're questioning if the Lord brought them in the wilderness to kill them. And the only conclusion I can come to for battling these things correctly is to be ready. Be ready. Like if you went into the ocean and you didn't know that there were such things as waves in the ocean, okay? You went into the ocean, expected the ocean to be completely and totally calm. What would happen when a wave hit you in the ocean? You would be completely unprepared for that thing and that wave actually might drown you. It might take you under the water and drown you because you would be so ill-prepared for that wave. But most of us, that's stupid, right? We know when we go into the ocean, there's going to be waves. We don't know the size of those waves, but we know what to go in the ocean to be ready for waves, to stand our ground, to be ready to take on the waves. And that's the point, is to be ready to take on the waves of life. You're going to need God's strength and wisdom for that. This is not in your own power. But you do have to be resolved to take on the waves of life. And there's a strategy here. And the strategy is the contrary to what I started this podcast off with going, remember how you act when you're scared and something's funny and you're angry and you didn't see something or something was too hard? You know how you act in those moments? That's not how you're supposed to act in the Christian life. How you're supposed to act in the Christian life is to wake up every single day going, okay, I've been placed here to follow the Lord. This is another leg in the journey. And today I should expect hard things. I should expect waves so that when they come, I'm ready for them. That is an offensive approach to the Christian life. I think we're too passive. I think we're too defensively minded. Saying, well, I'll just I'll act properly when they come. I don't have to expect that now. But as soon as trials come, I, I just think I'll act properly. I just, I will act in a Christ-like fashion when trials come. And we often don't. And then we go, wait, why aren't I? I thought it was godly. I thought I was walking with the Lord. I thought I had matured quite a bit. Why is one trial able to knock me off my feet? Here's the conclusion. Because you weren't ready for it. You didn't plan for it. And going back to what Peter says, he says, listen, don't be surprised. When the fiery trial comes at you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. They're not strange. They're not random. They're not coincidences, okay? These are sent by God. These waves are sent by God to test you, to shape you, to make you stronger. But if you're not ready for them, they're going to knock you off your feet. Your goal and my goal is to plan for them, to prepare for them, to talk about them, to pray as if we know they're coming so that when they come, we're standing our ground. We're ready for them. We're going, look, a wave, here it comes. I planned for you. I prayed about you. I prepared for you. Okay? It's still going to be hard. It's still going to be difficult. I'm still going to need the grace of God to get through this, but I'm ready. Because there's too many of us, myself included, that are being shaken by this pandemic. And maybe this pandemic is knocking us off our feet, spiritually speaking, going, where's God? Where is this guy? Where's my Father? Where's my Lord? Where's my Savior now? Are you there? Do you exist? Do you love me? Did you bring me here to kill me? And that is getting knocked away by the wave, and that is not good. We need to stand our ground, and we need to do it 
for the sake of the Lord so that he can knows, so he knows that he has us at all times. I want it, I want that to be said about my life that the Lord can say he can handle some waves. And I've sent waves to him before and they didn't knock him off his feet. And I can send more waves. I can send bigger waves and he's still going to be okay. He's still going to trust me. The Israelites, they could hardly handle any wave. And many Christians today, myself included, I don't know how strong I am when waves come. I, I'm strong on the mountaintops. I'm strong when things are good. But when things are hard, I'm not ready. And I want us to be ready. God wants us to be ready, more importantly. And the waves of life are going to come again. I don't know if you're currently in the wave right now. You're no, you are in the generic wave of the coronavirus pandemic, but I don't know if a specific wave is hitting your life right now, but I'm guessing something is. And the question is, is it knocking you off your feet or are you stable and secure, still trusting the Lord because you planned for it and you prepared for it? And if not, it's not the end of the world, okay? Because there's forgiveness and mercy for today and we can get back up. But if we keep going backwards every time waves come at us, we're not going to finish. We need to weather the waves. We need to prepare for the waves. We need to go forward in the midst of the waves. And the only way to do that is by God's strength and by preparation for the waves. I hope you'll think about that today. I hope you'll look at your life right now and go, what hard things are hitting me right now? Or what hard things could, 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 could be right around the corner? And how do I prepare myself for those things? And maybe pray right now saying, God, prepare me. God, let me be ready. Give me the strength. Let me wake up every single day with a purpose to go forward no matter what life throws at me because you are worthy of it. And this pandemic is giving a whole bunch of opportunities to us that we didn't have before. And I pray that you'd take those as opportunities to prepare, to stand your ground, and even to go forward in the Christian life. Because you can, by God's grace, you can by remembering what he's done. And those trials can actually strengthen you, make you more like Jesus if you prepare and if you plan for them. I hope that's a blessing to you. Plan for these trials. Pray for these trials. Talk about these trials. And may the Lord give you strength to endure every single one of them. Many blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.